It's Phoenix Nation on SENZ. Thanks to Oppo. It's 16 past three. Joining us now from the Wellington Phoenix is Tim Payne, uh, centre back, right back, uh, midfield, you name it, he can do it. How you doing, Tim? Yeah, good, Ricardo. Yourself? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good, good. Um, how how you recovered from last week, mate? I mean, it, it wasn't. I just had Ufi on. wasn't a great performance. Um, but uh, boy, I tell you what, that uh, that Tunisian kid that uh, Western Sydney had, he looked like he could play a bit, mate. What was it like trying to trying to stop him? Yeah, look, obviously it was a pretty disappointing um, performance and, and result from from us boys. Um, but the beauty of football is that we got another chance in a couple of days' time to resurrect that performance and uh, turn the tides around a little bit. But yeah, I mean that Tunisian kid is a is a world class player. Um, obviously plays for plays for the national team, and yeah, it was a big threat going down that right hand side for them. Yeah, he was, man. I, tell you, I, I was not at all surprised to hear that uh, Sutz had pulled up with a bit of a hammy this week after uh, the, the runaround he got last weekend. Um, watching that was uh, uh, it was interesting. Uh, what, have we, what have you guys been doing this week uh, ahead of the MacArthur game? Yeah, I mean, it's much the same um, through, as throughout the whole season. It's, uh, you know, we, we prepare through the week, um, you know, Wednesday, uh, three days leading into the game is a little bit of a work day and then uh, two days out, so today we you know, work on what we're going to potentially do to hurt them with the ball, and then tomorrow we'll work on some defensive structure and and then go and fly up, up over to Sydney uh, tomorrow after training. And, I mean, you know, the, you, you've got to go play a MacArthur team who've got nothing to play for, as it were, except for maybe avoiding the wooden spoon. Uh, what have those conversations been like this week? I think it's... Like it was, like we tried to prepare last week. It's, I think, it's mainly just about us. It's, uh, it's, if we go and put on a performance that we know we can do, we're going to come away with the three points, and that's the, that's the goal. With the goal, we go out there and get the three points, and then, you know, uh, look forward to finals football. But yeah, look, we have to worry about ourselves more so, um, and put a performance on. Does it make it easier or harder when they've got guys who have been at the Phoenix before uh, in the opposition in terms of, I guess, you know them, but they know you as well. We've got, you know, uh, Ulysses Devere over there, Philip Curdo in goal as well. Um, yeah, I guess a little bit. Um, I guess especially with Uli, I don't think Uli's there at the moment. Um, obviously he's had surgery on his knee, um, so that's a, a big loss for them. It's fantastic that he's not playing because we all know the calibre of player he is. Um so someone like an Uli who's played under Uffi obviously know how Uffi um, likes to play, but I think Uffi's pretty good in, in every single game. We tweak things a little bit here and there. and Yeah, it's probably uh, they, a little bit of inside knowledge, but then again, it's, it's about just performing on the day. There's, you, know, you, know, you might plan to do something, but something else might arise on the pitch or something else might happen. So it's about adapting and, and, and playing what's in front of you. How challenging is it uh, playing somebody like Lachlan Rose? Um, he might not have the, you know, the, the, like Leone, the, the Tunisian kid from last week from Western City, might not quite have his touch or, or uh, De Villa's shot or, or playmaking ability, but, man, he just goes and goes and goes, and he's got a bit of toe to, too, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, as, as a defender, you never want to um, have players running behind you. You always want the ball, <laughs> the play in front, it makes it a lot, a lot easier, so... To have someone like that who's you know always trying to stretch a line, um, which then potentially brings other people into play, is is, is not easy for defenders. Um, so yeah, that's something we have to obviously be uh, be aware of. Um, and it's just about you know reading when they're potentially going to be playing those long balls and going with the runs or checking his runs. But yeah, it's, I mean he's 
probably every coach's dream to have someone who's a, a nine or a winger like that who works as hard as he does. Is he has he been identified by you guys this week? Uh, or do, is that how you work when you when you're watching tape and looking at an opposition team? No, not really individual players. Um, I think everyone in, a, in our team or everyone involved in the team knows the quality certain teams have in individual and in, in, on an individual basis. Um, for us in, in trainings and things like that, it's more at areas that, that we can affect them. Um, so it's working as a team together, whether it's you know in units and whether it's our, our front four, or front five, or it's our you know back four, back six, whatever it is. It's working together to try and then um, break holes through their style of play, I guess. So it's about doing that, not too worried about individuals. The last round robin game of the season, hopefully not the last game of the season, mate. Uh, I know that. At some clubs, and it varies across codes, I know the Warriors used to do it as well, I don't know if they still do, but if you went through the season as a member of the uh, first team squad and didn't score a try in a season for the Warriors, you had to do a nudie run, 100 metres, post the post at the end of the season. Do you guys have anything like that at the Knicks, and are you worried at all? Uh, we don't have anything like that at the Knicks, and that we will not be having anything like that in the future. Um, otherwise, I would be 100% worried about that. Um, yeah, not really in the, in the team to score goals. I <laughs> don't really see where one uh, coming anytime soon, to be honest. So I'd say I'd be, I'd be doing multiple new runs in the next couple of seasons too. But you never know. Um, bit of a bit of a funny, um, I guess, uh, whatever you like to call it, but a bit of a funny tradition. But yeah, no, thankfully for not uh, for us or me personally, the football there's no such thing, which is good. <laughs> what uh, what about, uh, you know, maybe not in the dressing room, but amongst the players? Uh, you guys obviously know that Ollie and Clayton and Yugarkovic are all going. Uh, we know that, that Orfi is going. Has it changed anything for you guys at all? Have there been conversations outside of the changing rooms or in the changing rooms about what that means and, you know, potentially using it as some sort of carrot, I guess, or motivation to, to make extend the season as long as possible? Um, yeah, it's an interesting, I guess, type of question because I think it's so common to have players and coaches leave, um, come and go in professional sport. I think it's with any sort of walk of life. Um, you know, your job and people you work with are never going to ever be the same. So um, I guess there's, yeah, there's that aspect of it. Um, I mean, for us, we've obviously, we're, uh, I'm very close to Ollie, I'm done... Uh, What's kind of happening with him for a, for a period of time? So I don't think it uh, probably affects us at all. And I guess yeah, when you say it like that, I think that it is someone someone like an Ollie um, and even and, and even like an Offie who have been here. I don't know. I think Ollie's been here seven or eight years, so he's been a fantastic servant for the club. We of course want to let him leave on a high. He's you know he's. He's really, I guess, done his dues for a long period of time and finally got his chance at the Knicks and been fantastic for us. And someone like Ophi, who's you know given us some stability in the coaching department over the last four years, which has been something the Phoenix have struggled to come by. So, yeah, for, for both those types of players, um, and obviously uh, Steve is a fantastic professional and, and Clay's a um, fantastic player and been here in the last couple of seasons and been huge for us. So, yeah, for all those players, it'd be fantastic for us to go out and, um, you know, achieve something this season. 
See, it's interesting. I, I saw a story, uh, and I don't know that this has uh, officially happened yet, but uh, it, it came from a pretty good source, uh, although it was Twitter, so who knows, but uh, that Tom Glover from Melbourne <laughs> That's City. That's not a good source, then. There's an account on there called A-League, I think it's A-League Scout, and they're generally reasonably on the money yeah. about where players are going. Uh, but there's a story doing the rounds that Tom Glover, the uh, Melbourne City keeper, has been signed for uh, by Wrexham for next season. Um You've been in the league for a little while now. How has the league changed since you've been in it? And, and having spent a bit of time in the UK, what do you think the difference in level is, say, to League Two from 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 the A League? It's it's so hard to to compare um, leagues across you know different countries. It's so hard to compare. I think players um, as well. Uh, league Two is a completely different league. Um, they play they play in a lot colder temperatures than we do. Um, so there's that factor. The the game's probably less less skillful, less time the balls on the ground and more time in the air, um, things like that. Um, so I mean there'll be a lot of crossover that you know, I think some of the best players in the A League would be able to play in the championship or we have seen that when the likes of Riley McGree who's torn up the championship um, under Michael Carrick there at uh at Middles Middlesbrough. Is it Middlesbrough? Yeah, um, it is Borough, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so look, I think it's very hard to, to compare. Um, but I think the leagues, uh, uh, probably during COVID, has hampered it a little bit. But then at the same time, we've seen a lot of young young, uh, young professionals get their opportunity, which has been fantastic. And it's only going to be positive for Australian football and for New Zealand football to have young players playing in the league. And we've seen a lot of more young players be given the chance overseas from playing in the A-League, which is only, again, a fantastic thing for both countries. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk that you know about the A-League expansion and about um, you know Auckland having a team. Uh, under, I don't know if it's Auckland City or, or someone else is going to be starting it, but uh, how do you think that would go and, and how much of a derby atmosphere do you reckon you'd get in Wellington for, for, for an Auckland team in the A-League? Well, first off, yeah, bloody it would be... Fantastic to have a, a great derby in football uh, circles in New Zealand. Um, I'd love it to, to kick off. Um, if so, that would be fantastic for us players. You know, we love playing in, in, in front of fans. Um, you know, with a big crowd and you know, with just something a little bit more on the game than just the three points. Um, then that would be that would be brilliant. Um, and look again, it's another if that does eventuate. It's another fantastic thing for Kiwi footballers, and it's going to mean that more young Kiwi footballers are going to get given a chance and that's that's brilliant and I think there's um, a lot of good good footballers in New Zealand and a lot of good young footballers in New Zealand and maybe some footballers that probably haven't maybe given the chance at a young younger age and you know kids still being around the National League that might get a chance in, at Wellington or in that Auckland team if that does transpire then that's only, only good things for New Zealand football as a whole. Yeah, it'd be great to see. Uh, and just on that, you know, you talked about the uh, how the A League's grown and 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 the level of players riding McGree going to Borough. On that, are you surprised that Craig Goodwin's still running around at Adelaide because he's probably been the best Australian player in the league for two or three seasons? Um, not surprised. I think he's gone overseas, um, and for whatever reason, it might not have been the right suit for him. Um, I think he's got a family. Uh, I think he's pretty settled in Adelaide. Um, so yeah, like it's one of those things that probably, arguably, the best player in the A League at the moment, um, and has been, as you said, over the last couple of seasons, fantastic player. Has shown he can do it at World Cups as well. So 
I'd probably say that's more of a personal choice for for him himself. Um, I don't obviously know the ins and outs of it, but I'd say he's easily good enough to be going overseas and playing playing at a at another level. Um, but yeah, look. But then there's also the same argument that uh, if he is happy over there and if he's going to perform as well um, as being at Adelaide and with his family and things like that. So yeah, who knows? It's something that he can answer. But um, yeah, he's a fantastic player and a fantastic. Um, player to have in the league that you know people can go and watch. Now, looking at the uh, the way the league stands, um, if the Phoenix win this weekend, uh, guarantees top six, right? Uh, but probably sixth place. So you're likely to potentially play Western Sydney, Adelaide, or Central Coast. One of those three. I mean, if you had a choice, who would you take? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, Honestly, we we just yeah obviously get past this this game on the weekend. Um, finals football is a complete different kettle of fish. Um, you know it doesn't it, yeah the, they're all obviously good teams. Um, but you know if I had, if I had to pick one, I would love to play Western Sydney again after they just drummed us for no. It would be a great it would be a great story to go and beat them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, they're all good teams. So yeah, we'll, we'll play whoever we come up against if that conclusion comes. Yeah, go roll them on their own patch and knock them out of the playoffs. That'd be fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. That w- wouldn't hurt that the the old Phoenix coach is there either, would it? Yeah, I guess, yeah. For I mean, for the club, yeah, and the fans, I'm sure they would love that one. Yeah, indeed. All right, Tim. Hey, listen, mate, thanks for giving us some time today. Really appreciate it. Go well. Good luck in Sydney this weekend, mate. Uh, hopefully you get that uh, win, get back on the wagon, and then uh, have a decent run of the playoffs, eh? Cheers, Ricardo. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Uh, 3.30 here on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo. Uh, we're going to talk uh, to uh, Dan McKay. Uh, Dan McKay, I should say, out of the Phoenix Reserves coming up in a little while. And we're going to talk to Frosty from Yellow Fever as well before the hour is out.